Hey, 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 what's really, really good? Real late, uh, Rosenberg Radio, all that stuff. Uh, very excited. Um, this guy's been talked about for a minute. Yeah. Had moments, man. You've had moments. Yeah, man. But now you're having <laughs> what feels like the moment. Big crit. Hey, it's going down, man. It's that back. Was a mighty long time, man. Yeah, forever's a mighty long mighty time. Mighty long time. Yo, so for those of you tuning in right now on the radio or on the podcast, um, or watching on YouTube. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you go subscribe to the podcast, Rosenberg Interviews, if you want the full version. Um, Big Crit is in the midst of having a moment. I'll, I mean, <laughs> listen, the way we live in a world right now mm -hmm. where musically, at least for me, being a, that I have a lot of jobs, mm -hmm. I can get behind and not know who's dropping what when. No, no. I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, no, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like being in the game. So you see, like, oh, so-and-so is dropping, blah, blah. And I saw your name pop up recently. I was like, oh, I guess Crit's yeah. coming again. Yeah. And then I saw you on my calendar. Then that's all I'll know. Yeah. It's like big Crit's <laughs> on the calendar. So okay. I guess that means Crit's got something coming, yeah, no right? No doubt, no doubt. Now, if I was a true professional, I'd probably do more work than that. Yeah. But I'm a fraud. So I was just like, let me see what's up with Crit. And so you're coming in, I go check out what's going on. I started, okay. I started reading about this album. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person, I do with reviews the opposite Mm -hmm. of what most artists do, which is most artists don't really care that much about the good reviews mm -hmm. and feel terrible about the bad reviews. Okay, I'm the same way about myself. All right. But if it's about artists, I ignore bad reviews. Mm -hmm. But if I see really good reviews, I might be like, oh, wow, really? And the Pitchfork review okay. was basically, the, the headline was something along the lines of, you know, Big Crit kind of changes the trajectory of his career more or less mm, like really yeah. a real stamp with this with this album yeah. so i started listening to it man and this is a real it sounds like you got a real special body of work man yeah it's a double album man big chris side justin scott side spent two years working on it experienced life went through so much and and put it all into the music what have you but, gone through what's the first what's the main thing you've man, gone through when you look back at the last couple well, of years aside from being independent going broke Right, I spent every I invested my all into my album, and to me, that's what it really means to be independent. And then having to go through that depression of like, damn, I'm finna be that telltale artist kind of thing, right? Where like, oh, I had a deal, now I don't have a deal, and everything's gone. But then having the realization that life is still happening around me, and I started to really pay attention to the small things that made me happy, the interactions with people in the street to tell me keep going, and the conversations with my dad that. Wasn't like, oh man, about this rap record or trying to do this, but like, man, how you doing? And giving back to just living life. And it it really helped. It really helped with just the creation of this album and how I feel now as an artist, you did. Well, how let's talk, let's talk about the broke part real quick. Mm. So you were on Def Jam, mm. which is an interesting scenario. I mean, for a lot of people these days, it's actually almost interesting that you had a major label. Mm. Like when you think about who Big Crit the artist yeah. is. The fact that you were on a major is interesting. Mm, the, the, because because artists that are generally come from a space of being really lyrical, uh, really trying to make mm. quality music. Yeah. I'm not saying that doesn't exist on majors. No of course it does. No doubt. But like Kendrick's route to being there mm. was through Top Dog onto Interscope. They had a unique situation. Mm. Now Cole has a situation too, but again, Dreamville's kind of its own thing now. 
So, yeah. it, you know, when you see uh, an artist with a label, you always have the concern. Are they going to know how to handle this artist when, yeah. when mostly what they're looking for is the easiest way to make money? Mm. And by the way, I'm not dissing them for that. It's no, a, it makes sense. It's, it's business. Yeah. I mean, well, for me, it's, it's like I think every artist, when you start, you want to be on the radio first and then you want to get a deal and then drop an album. That's like dreams and goals. You know, you, you push for that. And back in 2010, we didn't know what streaming was going to be. Nobody was paying attention. It was still like, I'm trying to get this platform. I'm independent, and I need to be able to get to these millions of people that don't know who I am. I need to get walked into radio you know, stations. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and these are, these are the kind of things that you you thought were going to happen or you felt that the label could give you. And, and again, I've been telling people, L.A. Reid signed me, but he left before my project ever got started. So... Well, that's classic, them, classic you know, industry ish right yeah, there. Well, I don't. I, it's, I'm pretty sure they didn't expect it because it was like nah. boom, and then a, a lot of the people that believed in me in the office also went too. So it was everything changed at that moment anyway. But for me, it was always moving independent. I had multi anyway, so we were still creating this aura around us that whether it was a label or not, that we were going to be here and we were going to keep making music. So you weren't overly. Invested. Obviously, you're excited when you signed to Def Jam. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's from a hip hop standpoint. Oh, that's man. just you'll yeah. have that forever. That's Mississippi a, artists on Def Jam. Like yeah. that, that. That happened. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, but you, I'm sure, didn't expect that. Um, if it doesn't happen here, it's over. You knew there was a chance it would play out the way it did, right? Yeah, always because you, you, you the creative control that you, when you, especially when you say I'm keeping my creative control, I'm gonna rap over these beats. Then the friction starts happening, right? Because it's like you know you used to the radio. They, they, it's a song. This is the one, and you go for it. For me, it wasn't like that. It was like I was building blocks. I'm like, I'm gonna drop this tape. We're gonna keep building this foundation. I wanna make a body of work. And it wasn't about one song. And then it just kinda started to get interesting. In September of 2011, my single came out, Money on the Floor, but my album didn't drop till June 2012 um, for Live from the Underground. That's confusion. You know what I'm saying? That's like, oh, we don't think it's ready yet. But I'm like, well, shit, I'm gonna drop a tape. Forever in a day, one of the best tapes I dropped. But the problem is, it dropped three months before my album came out. So I ended up giving people 34 tracks, and the the, the mixtape was so much freedom that people was like, man, I like the mixtape you better than the album you. That's classic, too. You know that happens all the time because <laughs> you have things to answer to for the album. You have a limited amount of songs. Oh, man. You, I watch this with... Scenes, of course. Oh, yeah, you got to get right. Deciding that this is going to be the That's album. Yeah, this yeah. is just a... Mm -hmm. You know, so... Um, financially, yeah. did you end up... After the Def Jam years, did you end up in the black or the red? Did you make some? Nah, we we had to break even because it was love and peace and high. You know so it was saying? cool. Yeah, but and I, you got some. Yeah, I mean, but I, I went I went broke because I was I was working on my album and nobody knew. So I was going to the studio and paying, and instead of it being the premium price, it's like nah. I'm like, yo, what's good, bro? What's, uh, -uh I can't do that. And I'm physically finding the producers we want to work with and. That's what I was doing because I wasn't going to wait on them to give me a date and a time where they were ready for me to drop my album. I was going to already have it done, paid for understand how much money I spent so it wasn't going to be there, oh, you spent a million dollars on this album. And I'm like, how the fuck did I do that? So, this, the, you, and you're talking about what eventually became this album that's out now? Or yes. Okay. This album now, now. That's how I went broke. <laughs> okay, so for a lot of people who don't understand or just don't know, when an artist gets a, a budget from a label to mm -hmm. work on an album, They'll pay the premium studio price. They'll book you the best studios or whatever you need, but they book it for days at a time. Studio loves that, of course. Oh, come hang out because yeah. it's all completely booked, right? <laughs> and if you're an artist 
at first, if you don't know any better, it's great. Take me. my time. Oh, I got to, yo, bring blunts it's and food. food yes, it's lit. It's bottles everywhere. Yeah. So it's all this money that just gets thrown at. Now, once you realize that they're going to recoup the money mm. and that this budget is event, you're paying yeah. for it at some point, you realize this isn't going to work for me. And so you decided... I can't spend the, even their money on that. I need to make this on the cheap and just do it myself do it out of my, pocket. Do it myself. And that's what we did from the flights to L.A. And, yeah, we, yeah, do it like that. And it, it worked out better, right? Because at that point, I'm building relationships with people where it ain't, oh, well, you go through the label and then like that. It's like, bro, I'm doing it this way. I really need your help on this. And if they rocking with you and they understand the music you create, and then it's the the release the relationship gets even bigger at that point. Cause you come back and like, yo, I, I, now I got you. Now we good. And then you get to see the impact of the music. And that's why I champion all the producers that I work with on this album. Cause a lot of them was like, yo, Crit, don't worry about it right now. You know, the, some of the, the, most of the artists it was swaps. It's like, yo, Crit, don't worry about it right now. Cause they saw what I went through with the label. They saw what I'm always trying to put out the best music possible under fucked up circumstances normally and then i ain't gonna stop so let's uh let, so this album which is a how many tracks total uh it's 22 it's 11 11 man angelic number one plus one plus one i like that it's four. not the i like yeah, that it's not the od double album uh, it's 22 but this could almost be yeah, a single album we, yeah we almost we yeah we almost put too many records on it but i was like nah we gotta dial it down when you, when you get it dutch dutch know me like i'll be like bro i don't think it's done I don't think it's done. And he'd be like, bro. It's like, done. This, yeah, you need to chill out because it would have been. More than 22 is, is very hard to digest. Yeah, you, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. You would have, but, but that depends. Sequencing is, is, Sequencing is key with that, right? And you can make a record and an album flow in a way where some, it doesn't get in the way with your everyday life. And that's what I wanted to do with this. Because even though, you know, even the big crit side, it flows in a way that it's just this roller coaster ride. And even when it gets to the end, it finds its subtle way out versus it just. Oh, it's super crunk one minute and then it just goes away. Or it, it I didn't, I didn't want it to be that way. It's, so, so this album was originally going to be a Def Jam album, in uh, theory. In theory, yeah. And this now becomes your. My baby. I love that story. Hey. I love that story because <laughs> because now this becomes your baby and this is the yeah. thing you guys put out and it's getting you would say the best acclaim of your career. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, man. So let's start out with this first record, Big Crit. Okay. Uh, this is the, would you consider this the intro to the album? Yeah, it's definitely the intro to the Big Crit side of the album, and it's Justin Scott having a conversation with Big Crit. All right, let's give let's give the people a taste of this right here. It's called Big Crit. Forever is a mighty long time. Big Crit is here. Rosenberg Radio. Your home, 
Hard times will come again. I set aside a book of rhyme that'll pave the way for now and then. I know forever's a mighty long time. So where should we begin? On the south side, saw a country bunk and bumping out the system. Fuck if they don't listen. We done came a long way from niggas throwing CDs out the window. Like I made a prince, been better than veteran rappers. Favorite rappers, conscious of travel and a Mississippi. Dirty southern motherfucker, kicking like a red bucket with white top. Chilling, shitting on niggas. My rhyme flow, hands high, back eyes blind, full mind, body and soul. Connecting to the most high, even when times got low. Look how they hate me, but copy me. Possibly I was the one with components and properties to be the greatest of all time. But you won geography lottery, so I keep kicking. Flipping tables, chosen and favored. Put me in major with giant is great. Unfortunate favors, you fuck for the label. Truth is what made me. Settle down, settle down. I was angry, but I'm better now. Niggas talking, raising bars, mine amongst the stars. Give it time to level out. If you're worried about the flow, I make a beat. Write you a hook, then you repeat. Even go as far to drop a mixtape that you redo. Never credit me, separately sold. Click it to set me so slippery flows. My mind, the book is that I used to hold. My dreaming of plaques and selling our shows. Multi, I love not forever the foes. So th- this song off top to me, yeah. you already have to me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. a a different sort of hunger than I've mm-hmm. heard from you before. Mm-hmm. Like it almost sounds like what's in your voice wouldn't have existed without the experiences that had led to that. Mm, I would say so. There yeah. was something there because to me, I always heard from you like I always thought Crip was dope. From the first mm. second I heard you, oh, he's dope, okay. super lyrical. He's in the vein of a whatever, an outcast. You, oh, you can't help but think of these things. No. The sort of truly hip hop loving, rhyme spitting Southern, but truly Southern draw having no artist. And I always thought you were dope. I don't know that I always heard that hunger. Mm. The second I heard that, I was like, oh, there's something different now. Mm, there's mean, a there's yeah. a there's a there's a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. It feels like there. I mean, well, even I even a chip, but a freedom as far as competition is concerned. And I'm only competing with myself. I'm not competing with anyone else. Like when people really compare me, they compare me to my previous projects and my previous work. The fact that I produce and write put me in a totally different category in the first place. And then I started to realize that sonically we weren't wrong because. As music keeps changing, it's that soulful stuff that really still captures people. Mm-hmm. It's trying trying to figure out these pockets and turning my voice into an instrument. And how can I layer this? How can I make all these instruments fit with no real sample? Or how can I just let go and be free? And whether you like it or not, it's, it's how I felt and how what I'm going through and my experiences. And this is what this album was about. And I and even coming to the like my the music that I made, Big Crit is going to outlive me as a human, right? And it's like, whatever I put out creatively, that's what people are gonna know me for. So this was the perfect album for me to just go all out. Like if if this is it, if I don't see tomorrow, this is a, a body of work that I would be, yes, this is okay to leave. And that's how I went about creating this album. That's why I'm so excited about it, like here, you know what I'm saying? So this, this really, uh, how many years have you been creating music? Man, since 1999. Okay, so a very long time. Yeah. We're coming up on 20 years. Yeah. And you really feel this is your finest piece of work. Man, definitely. Isn't it nice to actually yeah, say that? Because a lot of people say that when they come up here. And you know they're obligated. They're like yeah, nine albums <laughs> in. I'm like, you know you already made your classic yeah. six albums exactly. ago. Exactly. Nah, man, this is this is the one. Uh, and, 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 it, and it makes sense, too, though, because turning 30 and going through everything I went through and just changing how you start to view life changes and what you think is important. And I spent so much time in the studio, on the road, in the studio, on the road, I wasn't living life, you know, and so much going on, on, on politically, social injustice, police brutality. I got to a point where I feel like music wasn't helping people. And then I had to start writing from a perspective where how can I help myself with this? 
you know, and you mean just working yourself through all the things man, that are going on. Tremendous. Did you how how much weight have you lost over the years? Too? Oh man, well I'm I'm probably like one eighty five now. Right. And when I, was I met you, and like probably two two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah, you had yeah. much more of a you really went like linebacker to wide receiver, <laughs> size wise. Nah, man, trying to eat better, being more aware of my vice, right? Because you on tour and a lot of the drinking, empty calories, man. I put on a lot of weight. I was eating horribly. And, you know, my, how much did you cut back to drinking completely man, or just nah, you made it special I mean, occasions? Man, it was special occasions. But then even during the creation of this album, I got to a point where I just cut it off completely. And then I'm after, you know, we celebrate because it's out now. But now that the celebrating is done, you know, it's back, back to, to work. Cobra, you feel me? Really? So you're um, trying to so you basically when you're in work mode, you're trying to be basically sober all yeah, the time. Yeah, definitely. Because if it's jamming, if it's jamming while I'm sober, then it's damn sure going to be jamming if you're drinking. Right. You know, and we get so caught up in, man, I remember we, we did one song at Dutch was in the studio and I was, I was lit and the song seemed so fast. And then we go back the next day and listen to it and yeah, that shit slow. I was like, bro, why, why I don't have that bounce? Like what happened? That's a great you know? bro. And so it's like, you can't like, no, I got to be aware of everything, especially my tone of voice, my vocal pattern. Cause I don't want to have to go back and redo these vocals. But a lot of people do make music and, and this is a flaw. See, see, I can argue a bunch of different ways, but a lot of people make music in a situation studio-wise where it's like a party. Yeah. They're high or drunk. People around them are high or drunk. You got hot chicks there. You got all these things going on. Mm. So naturally, when you hear the record, you're like, yo, this shit right here, psh, yeah. this shit's a movie. Now, <laughs> I'm Joe Consumer. Yeah. And I just woke up on Tuesday morning. I'm going to listen to it on my way to work. Yeah. Am I still going to get that vibe? Because not everyone's living. Your average yeah. consumer isn't living that life with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, but most people don't like a song until they're in the club and they got a few drinks in them. They I, normally, when they listen to it going in their car, they're like, man. But in the club, it makes so much sense. And and, and that's, to be, that's to be understood. But me, I just I figured out that I had to start cutting back because it was interfering with the, the amount of time I could create, right? You go in the studio, technically, if I'm sober, I'm, my day is longer. Like, I can do Of course, more. you're I'm not waiting awake. to get in the zone. Yeah, and I'm not going to go to sleep while I'm in the zone, right? I'm not going to lose this studio time, or I'm not just going to floss over the writing process, or even worse, looking at my phone trying to figure out what I wrote and how to say it all over again because I forgot. And these are things that happen when you're getting wasted and trying to create. Man, I was... I'm trying to make it happen on my own dime, so I can't mess up the studio time because I'm over there leaning. Nah. Now you said you said you consider yourself in a category of your own. Um, do, wouldn't the person who comes to mind though for me is sort of Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Like writing, producing, yeah, rapping, yeah. But Cole, doing, rap, doing doing his own thing very yeah, clearly. But Cole is Cole, and Crit is Crit, and that's all I'm trying to say. It's, it's always been this, and we've had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. When I come up here, you mention other rappers. Yeah, I always you, mention other rappers. Yeah, but you never put my name in the uh, conversation oh, oh, when no. you talk to people. Oh, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. Hey, hey, I, listen, listen, listen. Hey, that's and by so, the way. <laughs> by the way, though, that's yeah. why I'm excited for this album. I mean, listen, here's the truth. Yeah, that happened for a reason. Mm, you weren't okay. there for me, okay. not because you weren't talented wise, Bit. but because it didn't get my heart yet. Bit. Now, for the record. Uh, up until the last year, mm. Cole didn't have my heart yet. Mm. That's just a fact. Okay. And a lot of people get will get angry at me and think I'm a Kendrick Dick rider. Mm. Well, guess what? Good Kid, Mad City, in the truest, mm. old-school, 15-year-old me version, mm. got me. Mm. It just took me there. Okay. And with you, 
You were see in, in some ways you should be more complimented by it. Mm -hmm. I knew you were dope, okay. even though it hadn't truly been in my soul yet. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm not giving you bullshit. <laughs> this is the truth. You brought hey, it up. Man, it's the truth. It's and I, I and I hope to you, yeah. and I hope right now you don't have to give a shit, but I hope yeah. that this album, I'm so passionate about it Thank that you. now I'm like, yo. Big crits in that conversation. No doubt. But I get it. If I, I were you, I'd be like, can someone fucking mention my name? And yeah. by the way, you're not the I only mean, person not, I like who even, feels that it's way. It's not even that perspective. It's just like, man, I'm, I'm the kid that I appreciate art and the music itself. So when you talk about other artists, of course, especially if they, they're lyrical and they're, and they're killing the subject matter, I'm, 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 I'll champion them too. And I've always been there. Even back old interviews, I was telling people to go get other folks' albums while I'm promoting my <laughs> own. Right? And I've always been that guy. And then... Things shifted where, oh yeah, you know everybody became it's it's about what they're doing. But I still was the guy like, oh, but I'm still rock with the homie. That's my homie. And he still, I. But I'm now it's like, nah, bro, mention my name now. Fair enough. In these conversations, because I'm curious about what they think or what they thought hey, about. Hey, listen, I because a lot of them remember, you know, we didn't all tour. Some of us, we are. Trust me, you know. Hey. And you've had, and by the way, you have had. Let's remember, there was, there's one train, right? Yeah, like there are moments that have happened where you yeah. are clearly in the conversation there's of this Mount, is there's Mount Olympus, right? There are moments here mm. where people knew what time it was, <laughs> and people yeah. do know. But Which, I, yeah, but well, shout out to Cole, man, because Cole told me back in 2012 before I dropped live from the underground, and he I played him some of the album that I needed to get in with other producers so I could get out of my comfort zone of creating, and that was one of the gs things he could have told me at the time. Right now, mind you, I'm just I want to do what I want to do. But looking back on it and even working on this album, I had the opportunity to work with uh, Manny Fresh, uh, DJ Khalil, Ray Murray, Corey Moe, um, DJ Camper, Will Power, Super Mario, and Robert Glasberg, Kenneth Whalem. Uh, wow, you went all over the place style. Uh, Tamara yeah, Williams, Burners Boomtown Bass. And it helped unlock creativity in me as a producer that I wasn't aware of. And how to not go with the same instrument. But that's that ironic to me that came from Cole, because my biggest critique of Cole is that I think Cole should get in with other producers. See, but I don't know. Hey, Cole know what it is, though. And if your sound works, right? Okay, obviously, if you listen to music from a perspective where you then have to talk about it, like, ah, see, that's that same pocket, boom, boom, boom. There's a fan out there that doesn't care. They're like, this is what I want from oh, you. This is how, you know, and so... And with him, clearly, as, it has worked. As a music, as the person making music, you like, I'm only going to serve... I'm That's all you focused on is other people that I that listen to my music for sheer enjoyment or to relate enjoyment. But here's music. a question, and this is complicated, right? This speaks to exactly what we just spoke about mm -hmm. with regards to my how I've come along with your music mm -hmm. and regards to your fans. Yeah. And and my feelings on Cole and other artists as well. Mm -hmm. Do you gear it more towards are you thinking about the people who have been loyal to you, who you know day one are gonna be at the shows, mm -hmm. and or are you like, I got those people. What about the other people who I know should fuck with me because I'm dope, mm. but I haven't gotten them yet? Do you see mm. what I'm saying? Because no, both are sort of important. Yeah, it is, but I think that's a timing thing, right? Because you can take off too early, and then you didn't have those fans, and then you're always trying to appease people that really don't know who you are as an artist. All, of the, all these years of dropping projects now has paid off. Not blowing up as fast, my name not being in the conversation actually helped me at this point now because music is in a place where people either don't really understand it or they think it's too simplistic or it's just not doing anything for them anymore. Mm -hmm. I've been on the wave of talking about my life and talking about what's going on in the world and letting my feelings and emotions out. It's just the right time now because everybody's tuned into that. Either you're dealing with something, your vice is getting control of you, the politicians and shit is scaring the hell out of you, and you wake up like what what is going on 
I'm just doing what I've always done. Is instead of rapping, rapping for you, I'm rapping to you and hoping you can relate. And now I'm having conversations with people where they didn't know I dealt with what I dealt with with Price of Fame, with the depression and stuff like that. And these people that are like, man, Crit, I ain't know. And that's what I need because I'm human. And so it, this is the best time for me musically because I'm free and everybody is in tune with emotion and sensitivity and how they feel. And we talking about it. Um, that, well, let's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I received a message uh, this week because I, I talk very comfortably on the radio show about, uh, I, I don't even know, honestly, I talk so freely about it, I don't know what I said. Mm -hmm. But someone was like, thank you for talking about going to therapy, blah, mm, blah, blah. And I was yeah. like, I didn't even know that I said, mention yeah. that, but sure. And it, and they were like, oh, you know, it, it, it's, it's not something that gets talked about enough. We've yep. certainly gotten there more, mm. but it is still something that I feel particularly in hip-hop we're still not there yet. Yeah, you know, it, there is still it is still a cool guys club. Yeah, the winners are are you know is this is high school. Yeah, bro, I'm, of course. This I is am. still a I big ain't. high yeah. school. And I already let them know on on drinking sessions. I don't the cafeteria. I was the kid too shy to eat in the cafeteria. I, I oh, you didn't even bother on. going. Nah, you don't even want to leave. Have the decision of nope. where you're sitting. Good. I'm, I'll sit this I'm one gonna, out. I'm gonna sit this one out. So then, so take us through that. Then, where, where were you? When you talk about depression, where were you? What was really difficult about all of this on your mental health? Coming to the realization that money and material things wasn't going to make me happy. And all the success that I that I had gotten, I had forgot what I really was doing or what I really wanted out of this, right? Which was just to make music and it be heard. And then it goes to wanting to win the awards. And then it goes to you seeing what your peers are getting and you want that. And wanting credit. And man, wanting all Oh, man, and that will drive you crazy, right? And you just, and I'm, then I'm like, damn, does anybody even care that I'm doing this anymore? And how do I get out of this rut? But you still, How about this, though? What? When you're feeling all that and then cats are coming up to you at the same time being like, yo, big crit, I just want to make it to where you're at. Yeah. You're amazing. You don't even hear it. Because you're so busy being like, I need to get yeah. to where everything else is happening. And the last thing I want to do is shut their dreams down, right? And so I don't, I don't express myself in front of them, right? I, I throw that good face on and I keep it moving. But when you get back home, that's it's a wave. Every time you gotta throw that good face on, you don't express yourself. You don't tell people how you feel. You just it gets heavier and heavier. And then one day you either by yourself at your crib and it all hits you. And then now you sit like, what am I doing? How did I get here? I, I don't have, yeah, I don't have anything, anybody to share this with. My friends have kids, and they seem happy because they they've created something that every morning will grow up and say, "I love you." With music, you give your child away, and it just goes everywhere. Like sometimes some, you get a big fuck you yeah, for it. Oh my god, right? Or you know, even worse, you don't get nothing. Nobody's saying anything, right? And so I went through all that, and then I realized I had to start talking to people and telling them how I felt. You know, because the first thing they're gonna be like, man. Bro, like, how you going through that, though? You got this, you got this, you got that. And then you got to start breaking it so, down. So it's crazy you say that. So last week, my therapist, I I, I, re I love my current therapist. Yeah. It's my favorite I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I probably had, like, three in my life. Okay. She's my favorite. And she said to me last week, I was, I was saying to her that I found myself feeling un unhappy just because I have a lot of great stuff going on. Mm. And yet I've been cutting back on all my vices, right? Like yeah. I'm eating really healthy. I'm okay. working out, yeah. trying not to drink. Yeah. Haven't really, um, I've smoked like two cigarettes in six months. Like okay. not trying to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I stopped smoking weed basically a long time ago yeah. for a variety of reasons. And I, I was like, and I have all this stuff that is great in my life. The, the, my dream mm -hmm. jobs. I love my wife. She's great yeah. to me. And I still, 
I'm sitting here being like, damn, but I want my vices. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, that upsets me that I feel that way. Yeah. And then on top of that, I said, I really feel annoyed when I would, st basically in therapy, when I would try to complain, mm. I'd keep cutting myself off yeah. and kind of being like, but you know, I don't, I have no right to say anything. Yeah. And she basically was, gave me permission to be upset about the things that upset you. Mm. Instead of being like, but I'm not homeless. Yeah. You know, but my life is good. Oh, first world problems. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be all right being like, yeah, I know you think I'm a successful artist. I know I had a Def Jam deal mm. and I made a lot of money, but guess what? I'm I'm pissed off that it's not exactly where I want it to be. Yeah. I'm pissed off that I don't have a family. I'm you're yeah. allowed to have those things. Yeah. And I used to make fun of Ebro because Ebro was very big yeah. on the no one asks men how they're feeling. Mm. And I used to be like, shut up, you little bitch. It's like, <laughs> and I realized I was playing right into the right same into the, the same shit. Bro, that suck it up shit. That suck it up shit. And guess what that suck it up shit does? That suck it up shit makes you turn around and makes a lot of people turn around and become the abusive, shitty monsters to women. Yeah. All those other things. I'm not saying it would happen with guys like me, you were no Ebro. Doubt, no doubt. But to other people, that suck it up shit, I think, oh, really man. ends up being negative. Yeah, I, I told my, I called my pops the other day, and I basically was like, man, thank you, you know, for, for showing me how to, you know, that you could just work. You can focus and work. And I didn't stop, and I was like, man, because I can tell you, I can... Now knowing that it, there probably were some times that you were really depressed and really sad, didn't have nobody to talk to, but you still did what you needed to do, and I thank them for that, because we—that's what we see sometimes, right? That you see our parents and they just working, working, working. You never really know what's behind the scenes mm -hmm. of that. Now that you've grown, you how hard it is to go through some bullshit and then get up in the morning or what have and a take conversation it, with somebody or fighting with your wife and no, then y'all got to take care of the kids together but really you're so <laughs> mad at her right now and you don't let the kids know you can't let them know and so that that in itself was a was a thing i had to thank him but then let him know like man i know it wasn't easy right because people need to hear that kind of stuff and did then, he acknowledge it? it what he said yeah of course because when my dad was 30, when I was young, to me, he was old. So you now I'm now 30, and I'm trying to be like, I'm not old, dog. And I'm like, damn, I'm my dad, right? And so it's one of those situations where I know what that feels like. And then when you come from, like, especially the old school flow, you don't really show no emotions at all. And that has to play on somebody over the years. But that's when the person that you know gets 50 and they start really thinking about their life and death and those depressions start rolling over and anxieties and insecure Anxiety attacks, like, man, know nothing about that kind of stuff. Insecurity. And then all of a sudden you in a room and you just think about everything and it gets small as shit, right? Like life is real, man. When do you find yourself uh, feeling anxious? What makes you anxious? I mean, I've always been nervous performing. Well, what, you said once you told me that you s did not even go eat in the cafeteria. Yeah, obviously that's obviously always been a thing. Been a thing, right? Right. But it's just the 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 idea of wanting not wanting to make a mistake, right? The first thing you do, you go in the cafeteria, you get your plate. Now you holding something. So in my mind, I'm scared that I'm a trip fall in front of everybody and they're gonna laugh at me. And then that creates this dialogue in my mind, and so I just stay away from it. Then the first time I actually see it happen to someone, oh, that's it. Like, nah, I can't do that. So How great. So um, my most recent job that I have that has been very like exciting for me, and yeah. probably the thing that I'm like, oh, this is why I have no right to complain, yeah. is over the last year I started working for WWE, okay. which is like a dream of mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so WWE, when you go to work at mm. TV, it's catering. Okay. So they literally... 
have a cafeteria. Okay. <laughs> so when you show up to work there, yeah. all the people you've been watching on TV that you obviously look up to in yeah. some way, even if they're <laughs> most of them are younger than me now, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. They were yeah. stars on TV. Now you're here. Yeah. And you got to show up, get that plate, <laughs> and figure out where you're going to sit. Yeah. Right? And I, it, it makes me... Ultimately, I'm I'm in a good enough place in my life that I don't really actually overstress that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes me think about the whole idea of it all, <laughs> and being in yeah, that yeah. situation in high school. And if you if you're not comfortable, yeah, wh what you do when you're like holding your plate of food and you're looking around, you're like, oh, those are kind of yeah, the cool yeah. guys. Should I sit over there? Yeah. Maybe I seem like if I go sit with these like regular dudes, they're not even on TV, just behind the scenes yeah. people. I'm one of them. Like maybe that's, but you don't want to be overly regular because no. now I'm not. Now I'm not popping. Now I'm not popping. Right. <laughs> and so it just makes you think about yeah. we this high school that the entertainment business really mm -hmm. is because like we have the jocks who run the school. Yeah. Some of them are the kind of jocks who want to go stuff the nerd in the locker. Mm. Some of them secretly nerds themselves, yeah. but they've been pulling this caper over for so long yeah. that yeah. They, they, they ain't gonna never stop. But they ain't never yeah. gonna stop. But when you get them alone, you're like, yo, you're you're really one of us. Yeah. You're just a regular kid <laughs> who ended up at the cool table. Straight up, straight up, man. I, but it was it was it was a blessing too because all that time I spent outside, I was writing poetry. And I was just writing and, and and creating and drawing. Not raps, you know, poetry. I mean, yeah, it was poetry at the time, you know, and 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 it's a way of expressing myself and finding that that's that downtime to be quiet, right? And I think that helped because no matter where I'm at now, I can tune everything out and just focus on the task at hand. And maybe that was the beginning of me just being able to get away from all the noise. Are, how how generally happy are you now? Like, do you still have times in which you're like, you wake up on a day and you're like, I'm still not feeling today. Oh, I'm not oh, feeling. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, and you acknowledge it, and you, th and you think about why it's that, and you go through that groove, right? You go through that phase because the, you don't want to, you don't want to play it to the left. You don't want to play it off. No, you you live with that, so you get a better understanding. The next time it happens, it won't feel so bad. People don't realize it's really it's really easy to disassociate when you're going through something. Then you put on that face, and you're you're really in the back of your head. You're not even really in the room with people. You're just going through the motions. You can't allow yourself to do that. So you got to figure out a way to go through these things and be very much present. So, you ever talk to other artists about issues like oh, this? Oh, definitely, definitely, man. Like, it's like you'd be surprised how many people go through stuff and they're just they just want to talk. And it's easy to be in the studio and you talking about you know rap songs and shit, and then all of a sudden something on the news or something to happen. And you know a lot of the the people we looked up to, especially me growing up, soul singers, they pass away now, and right, and that brings like oh snap, like brings you right back. You know, and so you have these conversations. Who are the people you you really looked up to? I was gonna go there. Oh, oh man, well obviously, well man, Prince passed, and that was like whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like that blew my mind. Charles Bradley just passed, and I was a super fan of his. I don't really know Charles Bradley like, like that. Put me on. Hurricane. He was he was rocking with the Dap Kings. Okay. Right. Um, and mind you, wanted to work with him, and then wake up one morning, and it's like, oh, Charles Bradley's gone. You know. And so it just brings everything back into perspective. That as much as we get caught in this bubble of hip hop and music, and we do this and we move and we work, man, there's life going on. What's your favorite Charles Bradley song? Ah, definitely Hurricane. And it's another one. Oh, man. Charles Bradley Hurricane. Let's see. Teach people something. And by I say Let's the people, go. I mean myself. Let's go, man. Um, here we go.
This is what, late 60s, early 70s? No, this is like 2016. <laughs> Hold on, how old was this dude? He had to be in his 60s. And is this is and was this he prolific current. recently? This is current. Yeah, like he, he made like he came out and was working with the Dab Kings and they just dropped this record like maybe maybe two or three years ago. Bruh, this literally sounds like the stuff I dig for that's all from 1968. This is current. I don't even know how sonically you can get this now. Man, because they know what they're doing. He was amazing with it. And it's paramix too, so the the, the the snare and stuff is in my right headphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, damn, this is dope. This is all victim of love. Yeah, this is dope right here. Was he big previously? Pre yeah, no, nah, like it's on the soul scene. Like on the soul scene, man. Yeah. There's so many. Oh, I, I've been talking about this. I've been doing these episodes where I um. I go digging in a city, okay, and then I just take the stack of forty fives that I buy, yeah. and I just get on the microphone, and I'll just I'm just honest about who I don't know. Yeah. I'll be like, "Free to pain." I don't know much about free to pain. Check it out. <laughs> Let's play it. <laughs> and you realize, bro, there was a period from basically 1960 to 1977, 78. We're like, basically, I swear to God, every black artist out in America was good. Yeah. Like, I mean, you just you could literally just pick the, the record, look at the go label and be like, this looks pretty good. Yeah. And you play it and go, God damn, this is good. Crazy. But I, back then, I think people were, first off, when you talk about music like that, and most of them were doing it one take, right? So you got to rehearse this song over and over again. You dumping it on tape, which that means you can't fuck up too much. So these, we talking about really prolific musicians. Exactly. And, Musicality at the end of the day, you if you don't know how to play the guitar, we gonna you people know, right? So you talking about people that were really believed in their craft. And 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 and, 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 I, and I, not to be the old guy who's like, oh, there are too many damn artists nowadays. But <laughs> the because it was harder to get studio time, yep. it it whittled out all the people who weren't about that mm. shit. You weren't gonna get the chance. Nah, same thing with same reason why there are DJs who hate on Serato. Yeah. Serato's amazing, yeah. but what it did was. It eliminated the minimum work it required to buy records to show you were committed enough mm -hmm. to deserve to be in a club. Yeah. So same with studio time. You had to be willing to either get the money yep. or be good enough to find a label that would pay the money. Mm. Now, the level to which, so that's why things get can get really um muddy yeah. and you can't tell who's who Definitely. because everyone's able to get in. But these cats, these cats all made it to a level where they were able to get studio time. Yeah. And some of them, I was... um. This I'm sure you I'm sure you're much more familiar with this artist than I was until very recently. People now know this artist, at least I do because of this. Junie Morrison. Uh, I'm not this, familiar. This, you don't you don't know the sample? No, I'm not this familiar. Is, this is the No More Parties in LA, Kanye and uh Kendrick. Wow. That this, Mad Lib sampled it. Yo, this is I've never heard of her before. Well, that, it's more surprising you haven't heard this. This is the Kanye version. That Mad Lib had, had did, of course. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't do anything to it, though. That's the funny thing. Mad Lib's a genius. You don't have to play this. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. <laughs> yes. 
Hey, when it's the right one, it's the right one, though. That's like, it. You just know, let it go. Yeah, you know, overproduce a sample if he's doing what it's well, that, supposed that's, to Well, if do. there's anything to learn, I think, from the Dillas and the Mad Libs of the world, sometimes, yo, Dilla's biggest hit is the light. Mm. All he did was Good chop the chop. chorus a little yeah. bit. That's it. I mean, but it's that groove and it's that pocket. Who are your favorite producers? Because you are a producer oh, yourself, so we saw definitely David Banner would be one because he, you're obviously a producer, rapper, uh, pimp, pimp C, right? Organized noise. I never think of pimp C as a producer too. Definitely was, and was singing on them hooks, right? And you have them on this record, don't you? Yeah. You got a verse from Pimp too? Yeah, it no, has the hook. It's but the you got hook. a hook. You got a hook yeah, from yeah. With, with both of them on it. Yeah, yeah. Bun starts the song off. How did that, let's let's peep that joint real quick. But how, right. Tell us real quick how, what was the process of making that man, happen? Man, it was it was dope, man. Shout out to Corey Moe and Ray Murray because they produced it. Shout out to Shannara and it just creating something with they they literally influenced me as far as being proud to be Southern and country and being from a small city and being unapologetic about it and to be able to have a record with them. It's just it's mind blowing, and in the, to have Bun B started off the let's, way he did, and it's called Ride with Me. Let's if you have, and you have the word Ride in it, yeah, which is go. if you can have a UGK <laughs> song, let's go. Forever is a mighty long time is out right now. Don't forget the rims, them motherfuckers are clean set. You can't tell me that this ain't cost your boy a mean check. Looking like a G in here, been here, I'm gonna be in here. When it's over, I'ma be the only one you see in here. Ripping PAT in here, realer than these other guys. I'm triple O G, bitch, so let him tell you otherwise. Young nigga out here on the Just the rate to stop. You ain't seen the trunk until it pop. Full of 15 to make it not. With me, I like to say, get in line and get die. Hope if it wasn't about to play a money to be made, what the fuck you come around for? This is big bitch. Talk to skyscrapers, screens rise like smoke face. Candy paints when it's dilated. Spits up on the up like an elevator. If you didn't know, shine the grill just to let it show on them emotional motherfuckers in the game. Tucking they nuts while I'm letting my hang. Combed out the rim, letting them swing. Went from half not to having some thing. Diamonds out the window, gripping the grain. One finger with the sun of the right. Yeah. Y'all niggas thought I wasn't gonna be a king like I'm spawned. But I learned from UGK more time for them in a day on these hoes. Bruh. This joint is flames too. What I, I, I love your I love how much clarity you have while having a a, a, a draw. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that, yeah. that that line. It actually just reminded me of something that makes me sad in rap. What happened to Yellow Wolf, bro? I mean, Yellow dropped an album. I know, but if people still like, I, I feel like things got weird. He wouldn't back away from the Confederate flag. I don't. Look, and then, I, I ain't and gonna then we get sa- into all that. Yeah, I know, but then we I, sa- that might be on me. I kind of stopped paying attention see, after that. Yeah, I'm not. I know he just he dropped had an bar. Album. He had bars, bro. Hey, he just dropped an album, G. But I can't. I'm sure it's jamming too. 
you know, but yeah, I ain't gonna get into all that other stuff. I hear you. I, if go, you check, go check his album out, bro. I can't. I'll tell you this, though. It reminded me, though, it's it's you guys are in a rare class. These people with just amazing clarity while having a super unique, distinctive voice. Yeah. And what I like about this record, too, is, again, you don't want to make a record that sounds um, retro, mm. but you also don't want to get a feature that sounds forced. Mm. And this sounds like th this is an actual UGK record. Yeah. Like, that's what <laughs> how you're supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, put people on a... Put put great artists on a song where they succeed because it sounds like something right but for them. The components was already there, and I just had the opportunity to be able to to do the record right. But Bun is Bun, Pimp is Pimp. Right? You, you UGK also is UGK. You also threw another one of my favorites on here, an underrated favorite. Who, who you talking about? Lloyd. Hey, Lloyd, let's go. Let's yeah. hear this Lloyd yeah. joint. It's called 1999. Manny Fresh, shout out. Oh, Manny did this. Yeah. Well, maybe so. She say I'll probably leave if she don't pop it. We'll never know, cause she get dying on it. Scrub the grind on it. With no shame, give her time on it. Roll around on it, do her thing. I ain't the type to trick, but she go hard for the call. Type to bust it open wide and have me flow down the mall. We ain't gotta take it slow. She just hit the dough. Let it show for the give and go. Get it off the floor. Shake it like you never ever got to shake it Your pussy poppin' was a college, she done graduated She need a bowl for that ass just to celebrate it A lot of clapping and a standing ovation When she back that ass up like it's 1999 Alright, I want to ask you about this record for a couple reasons Yeah Number one, how much did, did what Lloyd's singing cost you on the publishing side? I ain't gonna get into all that <laughs> Cost you something though I ain't gonna get but in it's all that, it. but it's but it's nah, it's love though. So we probably just swap the game. It's all good. No, I just wonder because he because he says because uh, he has the back that ass up lyrics in it, which yeah. I know will end up you know t you take a hit on that, but it's worth it to get a great yeah, record. Hell yeah, it's fuck worth you, it. pay the publishing, and get the great tune. Let's go. But um, what, how do you th like that to me is a great record where the theme of it is women, right? Yeah. Or at least in that verse, it was. Yeah. yeah. And. I sometimes it feels like artists when they make their 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 quote unquote chick records mm. right with like yeah this one's for the chicks <laughs> I, they don't necessarily think about the kind of records they like to hear mm. so you're driving and you get to that song and I'm like I don't know what to do with this song <laughs> like I, I'm not an R and B singer myself so I, yeah so I, I feel like what it, for me ask this what is the kind of rap records about women. That you most remember liking? Do you have like love records or women? It could even be sex records that you would be, that you really fucked with. Wow! And I think that's a special lane. The ability Damn. to do those well. Yeah, you just put me on. I'm trying to think. That's crazy because a lot of the older, like um, I can't think right now. I'll play you one you should know right now I while you're think, thinking. Here, think. you, I got you. Because if you don't know this one, I feel like this. I was gonna say mostly all of mine. But really, pay that, attention. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go there, Red Eye records like that. You know, old school records like Wildflower, new you know, from New Birth. You know, Teddy Pendergrass. Pay attention, hey. Big Crit, pay attention. Yeah. Shout out Rico. Hey Lewis, ladies, he's talking to you. He's talking <laughs> to you on there. He's trying to get this family Yo. right. Yo. You know he's empty. He's need, he needs a family, lady. 
But for right now, it's just one night, you know? Smoking mirrors, mirrors, dollar bills. Flexing for no reason, get it how you live. Conceals, bottle popping on another level. Real life special, seeing selfish, working with no discretion. Twisting, turning, my mind blown and the mind gone. She slow rolling, ain't no hoe in her time zone. Face right, stage lights, turn her out. Act like she's the only one in Europe that can talk for real, and that's without a doubt. Like, dang, dang. DJ run that back. I think that was a song. And she don't know how to act. Like, dang, dang. All night I've been with All night she been getting. All night she been with Yeah, you're good at this, Chris. This is yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 you have this slice down. Yeah, not everyone I, has this. Because I, I, I figured it out a little bit how to not to overdo it. You know what I'm saying? This is what I would really say. This, this is not like oh, right, I'm right. Just saying it for the record. You're like, like nah. I'm not pretending to be LL you know, Cool J on this record. Well, I'm just doing nah, me. I'm just doing me. Nah. Uh, so you know what made me? I realized I just mentioned his name. You know how I realized that it well is um on Yellow Wolf's first album. You ever heard this joint? Yeah, yeah. This ain't for the good girls going bad. This was for the bad girls. First of all, he's got Pooh Bear on here, which helps. Yes, I remember this. Yo, yo, yo. He performed this one on, t- on national TV, too. Oh, really? When he was yeah. doing his run? Yeah. Well, because yeah. he had two of them, right? Yeah. He had two. He had this, that, this one, and he also had this one. I usually don't do this shit was super hard. But, but, fuck it. You know what? I think it might have been this one. I think it might have been this This is the hardest love song in the world. I think it might have been this one. I wanted to cut you down and take you home. Call me at some rose. I can see you in a 1976 Camaro. Me and you sipping whiskey, getting drunker than Jack Sparrow. Is Black Sabbath how you get mellow? Huh. Well, put your feet on my Harley Davidson pedals and rock and roll, girl. Yeah, I think this was this one. This one ain't perform. Now, you got to know this one. I feel like the kind of person you are, you should know this next one. Let's see if you do. If not, I'm putting you on. I'm old. See if you know this joint. You'll either think it's great or ridiculous. Come over here. Uh, it's time for some mindset. We ain't got to take our clothes off yet. We could burn an instant and just chat, relax. I got the good vibes. Dead prez. Yeah, I was drawing a blank. I feel bad. I was like UGK, let me see it. Juicy, obviously by Biggie. Prototype by like you know like three thousand. You know prototypes up there, man. But late night tilt by Three Six Mafia and stuff like that. You know what? Who, what else are your? I mean, obviously I know the influence you have. Three Six, uh, Banner, yeah, UGK, yeah. Who else do you really cite as the super important music to you? Like if you were to make that that stuck on a desert island playlist, who are the big crit artists on that? Wow, stuck on a. Obviously, yeah, definitely we'll have Biggie, Pac, you know what I'm saying? I have Al, well, there's only rappers, right? We're now, you say, now let's stop there for a second, Biggie and Pac. Yeah. Because we do all say that. Yeah. How, is that really, the? are they really the first they two people you think of? Because, like, man, Biggie and Cadence and the understanding of such, I learned a lot from listening to Biggie Small and his uses of cadences and how he could change his voice at a whim. 
I, yeah, I love it. his voice. Changes maybe yeah. the most underrated part. Yeah, of and like nah, that's special to be able to sound like a totally different person on on the record and tell a story at the same time. That's not easy to do. Pac for the passion aspect, right? To just somebody that you like, whatever he was going through, he he put it all out there. And I think as an artist, especially me, like I, I I can take from all these places because where I was from, they only played the top ten record they played were from somewhere else. So we it wasn't like a sound that we had that I, so far as West Coast and we talking about Snoop and Dre and how impactful it was to the music they was making and me taking that and the G funk and I like you know this inspired me too and it's in my music as well but then Texas and that whole way Paul Wall Chameleon there Screw Swisher House Suave House like Tila and all these people. So you like, got it all. Mississippi really gave you got it all. Yeah, man. And, it, and then you still got the jig music and the scene in New Orleans and the bounce. And you got Trick Day. Like, we were listening to everything. So when it came time to work with artists and to be in the studio and produce, it was like, I can make you whatever you want because I was listening to it all. Uh, Whoever... Um are there any artists that you grew up listening to that you um, got to meet or know at all that you were surprised? Maybe you related to them more than you expected? Man, a bun. You know, obviously, I mean, he'd be at the OG, but it's just like the wisdom there and the want to tell you, hey, do not do or make a kind of mistake I made, right? Um, ludicrous, right? I mean, mad wisdom. Ludicrous reason why I started losing weight because we was I had mad Waffle House, we was drinking and shit. Ludicrous come in and do his verse, and it was a gym right next to the studio. He left when did push-ups and pull-ups, came back, and then was just kicking, like, yeah, just had to get her. And he just looking at us. He got his little meal plan prep. He was like, bruh, you got to chill. Like, I'm drinking the kettle wine, and we just going at it. And I was like, all right. He's like, you got to start now because you're 30. You might want to start because it's going to be harder to get this shit together when you're 35, 40. And so after that, I was like, bro, I got to get my mind right because this man's still doing, still being productive, and then going to the gym that's right next door and coming back. I wonder when he, uh, I wonder when Luda started figuring it out. I don't, I would, most of the time, I would say probably around the time he got to like mid 20s and 30s because you go so hard with the drinking and the eating bad and the touring, man, that once you stop, oh, it's just, now you done put on this unwanted weight. You feel me? And and it just adds up to you in so many ways, and you don't realize how quickly it's gonna turn around. You're like, damn, I'm this shit's not easy to do anymore. <laughs> Body ain't listening to you. Although at the same time, back hurting. Although at the same time, damn, it's hard man. to imagine he was sober going out and performing this every night. Just <laughs> nah, definitely not. You couldn't. <laughs> it makes me want to want to not be sober right now. And it's Yo. 1027 on a Wednesday. This shit was so jamming. Oh my god. It's one of my favorite player records to DJ out with of all time. Word. This is uh, Cadillac grills, Cadillac mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, can you I mean, Cadillac kills? The Neptunes were in a zone at that point, so ruthless. Killing it. Killing it. And then his his the way he the inflections of his voice on records, the pockets. I learned about pockets by listening to his music and making sure the vocal is on that snare or on that kick drum. Because that means a lot when it's stuck to the beat. He, the ultimate example. Let me see if it exists on Spotify. It should. I was going to say his verse on, uh, maybe it's not here. His verse on Made You Look yeah. is one of the most. He, yo, honestly, I, I hate to say this. I, it gets thrown around too much. 
he's he's kind of underrated yeah. in terms of influence. Oh, man, he's a lyrical monster, dog. Like, and style. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, nah, you don't take Luda lightly. Because, yeah, yeah, hell nah. Um, hey, Big Crit, the album is called Forever is a Very Long Time. <laughs> Mighty Long Time. Mighty Long Time, sorry. <laughs> um, why, 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 why is that? I mean, I mean, but it, 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 it is, right? And if you think about Forever, and I, I even mentioned this earlier, about my music will be here longer than me. You know, the, what I created will be here longer than me, and that's forever, right? No matter how people view it, you know, I'm, I'm still listening to Bobby Womack and Curtis Mayfield like they just made these albums. Facts. Right? And so... Big Crit side, Justin Scott side, it's the opportunity for me to really be transparent and show you the duality of myself. Because, yeah, I, and I say this all the time, yeah, I like strip clubs, but I don't want my sister to go to one. Most of the stuff we do um, that we enjoy is really bad for us. And then if somebody asks us, man, should I do that? You'd be like, no, right? It's the, the, the person you are at work versus the person you are at home. And I, I had the opportunity, because all, all these years I've been, you know, talking about forever. And I mentioned forever, and it's a mighty long time on Crit was here. It's the, the, the story and the narrative of what I'm telling of my life. And I just felt like it was very important that I, I put this album out, coming off of Catalactica and coming off of the transition of being on the label and burying the old me that wasn't being true to the art form and that wasn't being honest about how he felt and that was depressed and that was chasing it and that was angry burying that person and then the new me that can just let it be and whatever comes i just i just deal with it as is and i speak about my feelings and i stop competing so much because i'm robbing myself of happiness when it comes to this art form that i loved way before i started doing it is is uh is life long or is life short wow i would say life short man i say that because you can walk out here right now and it'd be over. And or you can be 70 going to sleep at 1 o'clock in the morning, getting up at 6 because the days are so short now. Because 24 hours, lo and behold, the more you spend time on this earth, the more you like, man, it just ain't enough time in a day. I know, which I hate because scientifically, every day mentally gets shorter. Yes. Right? And I, once you realize that that is... Isn't that the worst when you, you're 30, it's even worse <laughs> at 38. Obviously, yeah. literally, scientifically, yeah. Yeah. it's worse. Yeah. So I now, it's like... Everyone's like, oh, man, I'm ready for the holidays. I'm like, ready for the holidays? It's a holiday. Summer like just ended. <laughs> no, I was just like, yo, it's end of summer. I got this fall yeah. time. And now everyone's like, you know, Thanksgiving's in a few weeks. Yeah. And you're like, Jay. and it never stops. No. So I think that does lend towards the, argu the argument that life is short. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Definitely. as you get older. Hey, I'm very excited for you. Excited for this album. No doubt, And uh, excited to give it a full a full listen. As you, as you pointed out earlier. I'm overdue for my, my crit yeah, credit. You know man. what I'm saying? I'm going to dig yeah. in on this one. But, but these are new times, brother. These and listen, and this is a perfect time to say, at the same time, life is long. Ah, okay then. You know what I'm saying? All you right. could look back at your career at some point and be like, yo, I remember Rosenberg spent like five years talking about all these other rappers not mentioning me. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, yeah, but bro, he's been mentioning you for the last 20 years. And so I'm going to keep that in mind 20 years from now. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> my man, Big Crit, the album's out right now. Go cop that. Thank you, bro. Thank you, brother.